All right, everybody. Oh, here we are. Welcome to episode 79 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with my main man, Bill, at Super Duplex. Bill, how you doing, brother? Oh, doing good. Uh, enjoying our uh, exchange of trade secrets uh, pre-show. So that was uh, that was fun and ready to roll tonight. Uh, how you doing? I, I'm doing good. We we partying before the show starts, which means we definitely be partying while the show's going on. So we're about to have fun. If you are watching us live on YouTube, you see Bill, you see myself, and then you see somebody that puts both of us to shame. We got Linda at Lindellians. I hope I said it right because if I said it wrong, nailed it, nailed right. it. That never happens. Usually people go like you say it, so <laughs> it was fantastic. You you know what? I'm I'm very confident in just being wrong about things, which is why I do a fantasy football podcast because <laughs> I can just say whatever I want, and as long as I'm confident about it, at least one person will agree with me. So, uh, Linda, how you doing? First of all, I'm putting that in my pocket and taking it with me. It's Confident in being right. Yeah, I love that. That was beautiful. I'm doing good. I'm excited for tonight. I told you guys I'm uh, smack in the middle of party planning for my almost seven-year-old birthday party, which is a lot of crafting, which means I'm drinking a lot because that's really when I get my crafting juices flowing. So you guys scheduled a prime week for, for Linda. I mean, this might be the week we just have you come on every year. We just might make it a yearly appointment now that we know that you're going to be drinking, you're going to be crafting, and we're just going to get, you know, you got, you got, you're truly going. I got a uh, tequila lime seltzer going. So, um, water. Yeah, Bill's, Bill's a 98 year old man and he's got water going. Yes. That's, that's cool. It's crucial to my evening drinks to have like at work, it's coffee and water all day. And then I get home and I'm like, I don't even need water. I'm super I'm hydrated. <laughs> Linda using science to enhance her drinking experience. If you hydrate all day, you don't need to hydrate at night. Then you just go right into the alcohol and get it going. So on that note, now that we've given you some prime time drinking tips here, uh, we're going to go into the news. There wasn't a, a ton this week, but hey, Tim Tebow got a job. I mean, that, that man has had a tough life. Uh, you know, he, he, he struggled being, you know, the, the best uh, college quarterback ever. And then uh, someone drafted him in the first round and he got to play some pro ball. And then he was like, I don't want to play quarterback anymore. I want to play baseball. And then he got to play baseball. And now he's like, I don't want to play baseball anymore. I want to be a tight end. The, the guy has struggled in life. I'm glad to see him get an opportunity. Uh, all jokes aside, good for Tim Tebow. If that man can get signed by a team to play tight end, go get your money, man. Go. People who are hating on Tim Tebow because he's 30 and whatever, like, let that man be. Go ahead. Oh, I just, uh, there's so many thoughts. First of all, <laughs> Fuck him for coming back and getting a job when all these like kids are trying to get a job. You know, work your way into a coaching tree somewhere, but like spare me that you're ready to go play NFL tight end. I, I just, uh, I, you know, good for him, I guess, if it goes well, but like I wish he would have gone about it any other way because I think he's going to be there for a more like locker room, uh, teach you how to do things kind of guy 
and I don't, I don't want a quarterback grooming my tight end room. I, unless it's like Taysom Hill, then I'm okay, I guess. But still, at at the end of the day, I don't want that to be who my tight end room's learning from. Now, now here, here's here will be my rebuttal, Linda. Do, do you know it. what Jacksonville's tight end room looks like? Yeah, I had to sh- sell all my <laughs> Shaughnessy shit. <laughs> I had a him on a ton of rosters last year. <laughs> I, I can just imagine somebody gets a gets an on email the on their phone. I'm like, oh, trade offer, great. Who in the blue hell is James O'Shaughnessy, and why is Linda trying O'Shaughnessy. to trade him? I posted a joke about uh, everybody panic selling him, and people were like, "Were people buying him?" I'm like, "No, that's the joke. Okay, <laughs> that's why it's funny." Okay. So I want to I want to sidetrack off of this very serious Tim Tebow fantasy news. Um, you you are one of the the funniest people on Twitter, and it amazes me the amount of people that don't get your humor. Considering you've been doing this for a little bit now, it's not like you're new to the game and like uh, it's day one. We don't really know who she is. You've been, you've been in the game a little bit now, and people are like, "Well, Linda, you know, if if you." really have been trying to sell James O'Shaughnessy. I don't know what you're doing playing fantasy football. And it's like, no, stupid. Like, she's just out here just making a joke. Like, and if if you don't get that James O'Shaughnessy, listen, I know he's a listener. Big ups, James. We're not trying to make fun <laughs> of you here. But, like, it's a joke. If you have him on your team, you're dropping him the second that Tim Tebow becomes a thing or the second that some – Six round tight end that you've never heard of that just got drafted gets like two catches for 30 yards. Like, that's the joke. Like, yeah, no, no way. I mean, I mean, I think you're crazy for dropping them. Uh, my Justice Hill shares will will speak to the fact that I can't dropping players like when that part of the season hits. I'm like, I'm such a mom in that regard. Like, I don't. It breaks my heart. I'm like, I'm really sorry, but I don't think it's going to work out. And I can't do it with Justice Hill. He's just going to sit. Rhythm, right? <laughs> yeah, sit. Yep, sit on my teams till it's so, over. So it sounds like Linda and I need a co on co on a team because I'm a dad, and I'd be like, get the hell off my right. <laughs> listen, there's something shiny and new over here. There, there's like, listen, I know you like him. He's like one of your kids, but guess what? There's this kid down the street that actually knows how to act right. He, he's not kicking <laughs> like the neighbors better. in the shin. Let's invite that kid over. Like I, I, we, our kid, whatever. Like he could go out and, and run around in a field. Like let's just get, get this good kid in the house. You know, bring up all the rest of the kids and maybe, you know, teach somebody something. So that that would be uh, Linda and I fighting about dropping Justice Hill because I, I would drop that guy like a bad habit. Justice, bye. Bye. <laughs> it's your first day of school, except you're never coming back. I'll see you later. <laughs> so, uh, Does he still have a roster spot? I think he's still yeah. on, on the He's team. right behind Gus Edwards. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. Hmm. Oh, you mean... He do- God. I just have I have so many. Ugh. It's true though. It's because I'm a homer. It's the same reason I will never stop pounding the table for Blake Jarwin, and I was obnoxious about Chuba and Tylen, which I've like chilled on the Tylen Wallace love just a smidgen because uh, the landing spot. But Chuba, I'm fine with the landing spot, and I think uh, 
I, when it first happened, I was like, ah, but as I sat with it, I feel better. No, I feel pretty good about that one actually. Cause the price, especially, and you know, if he, if he falls into a, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of opportunity, it's going to be a lot of opportunity the way they use their backs. So, so, so Bill, Linda mentioned uh, Blake Jarwin. Should we tell her our, uh, our Blake Jarwin story from the listener league? I don't remember it. Oh, so but- sure. He does well. First of all, I'm I'm with you on the Blake Jarwin love. I, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, but actually watching him the year before Witten left was kind of like like he could do some things. I'm not saying he's going to be tight end one, but he's got some talent. Then they signed him to the big big ish contract, and I was like, well, they obviously believe in him because they're throwing a whole lot of money his way. So we, uh, Bill and I, had our our listener league draft in february i don't even remember what round this is this is a later round and we're like i'm like bill blake jarwin's on the board we already got tj hawkinson but i'm like blake jarwin's on the board like we should take him bill's like okay we take blake jarwin and our chat blows up like you would have thought that like this was like we took patrick mahomes people are like Oh my God, I can't believe they took Blake Jarwin. Half of the league was like, great move. The other half of the league is like, Blake Jarwin is trash. I can't even believe they took him here. And I mean, this is like, this is getting towards oh, yeah. the end of the Everybody draft. got super passionate on one side or the other. It was really crazy. And it was like obscene <laughs> because it was like the 12th or 14th round. And it's like, what's the, you know, like, why are we so fired up one way or the other? It was hilarious. Like and and Bill and I are in a separate private DM chat. Like, man, we never thought we'd see the day where Blake Jarwin just sets off a riot in our league. And everybody's people, on edge, man. And Bill and dude. I didn't even get into the fray. Bill and I were just, well. Actually, I said, "Dude, it's Blake Jarwin. Why <laughs> well, do you care so actually. much?" Yeah, actually, I mean, I'm gonna stir the fucking pot. Um, I'm like, it's Blake Jarwin. Why do you guys care? Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm. First of all, Lindsay is awesome. She is in the listener league, round 15. So can you imagine a round 15 pick in any draft you've ever been in that just elicits a straight-up brawl in the league chat? That's what happened with Blake Jarwin. Tim and Tebow. Just, listen, if Tim Tebow goes in the 15th round, I'm just putting a whole bunch of laughing, crying faces emojis and just leaving it at that. <laughs> you can have him in the 15th round. That's all you. Yeah, I looked for him in a startup the other day in the 11th round for Blake Jarwin. I'm like feeling pretty good about it, and he's not there. And I was like, the fuck? So I went and looked, figure out who drafted him. I was like, we're done. Like, I, I was like, you know when you hype a player up and then somebody else takes him and you're like, no, not like that. Yep. Like, that's not what I meant. Yeah, That's not what I meant by respect him. I meant like, you let me, like, don't let laugh me at get me when, when I, I want to. Right. <laughs> yeah. So next year, I'm just going to hype up people that I don't like. That's See, good, now you that's get the game. Idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, like Justice Hill. Woo, that boy's nice. <laughs> that's what I'm, so I'm going to be doing. I'd be paying uh, late seconds all day long for him. <laughs> Yo, wait, wait until Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards ain't there no more. Justice Hill, let's go. Yes, you know what? I like that. Linda? That's my plan from now on. I should have done that with James Robinson. 
I was the only yeah, person I... not hyping him up. Oh my god. Yeah. Bill, I'm gonna throw it in your face every time. Because <laughs> I'm wrong one time. Okay, cool. Hey, listen, I know. Why do you think I'm throwing Never it in your admit face right defeat. Now? <laughs> That's Bill's right all the time. So the one time I'm right, don't don't think I'm not gonna gas it up. Bill's Bill's got about a 990 hitting percentage against me. So uh nah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my one win right here. I also said that um What's his nuts? It was going to be the coach of Dallas the next season, and he wasn't. Yeah, you were you were one year off. Lincoln Riley catching the boot. No, that uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Duke from, uh, from Oklahoma coach for Dallas. Um, the following year, and he got shit canned that off season. Jason Garrett. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah, you lost that bet too, but I lost the bet yeah. against you too, so it's all good. All right. Cool. Yeah, I mean, we're just going off the rails. Who cares? Um, so now that we did that, we're actually going to go to the uh, to the nuts and bolts of this show. And we're going to talk about what we saw on the timeline. So this one, and I'm sorry, I'm probably not going to get this right. Amir Kabir. I'm sorry. I, I probably said that wrong, and I apologize. At A-M-R-G-A-A-B-R. So I don't mess that up either. Uh, he tweeted, there should be a sports center for fantasy Twitter so I could catch up with all the fire takes I missed while I was at work. Then end the show with a countdown of the top 10 tweets of the day. So this this came across my timeline because short logic, friend of the show in the FTC. What's the FTC you say? The fantasy timeline chat. If you want to be in it, just chat with cool people about everything. Hit one of us up. We'll get you in. No cost. And it's a whole lot of fun. He was like, hey, the fantasy timeline kind of already does that. And I was like, yo, look at this. I mean, I don't mind shamelessly promoting myself, but when other people do it, that's even better. So uh, Andrew Hall then got on it and was like, yeah, like, you know, so Amir, we're going to we're going to shout you out later in the tweet after the show. Come take a listen. We talk about all kinds of tweets. Uh, some of them are not the top 10. We ain't doing the top 10. I think we should have like a um, tweet of the week, like the anti show, and pull up the 10 dumbest tweets of the day and I just so like just slam those. Like, we should have like a almost like off the rails kind of thing, you know. But Linda, Linda, I want I want one sentence here and then I'm gonna let you go at it. Do you know how long that show would take if we if we took the dumbest tweets off of Twitter? We would oh have God, a five-hour show every week. Just Linda like go. slam people. Yeah, it would depend on what you defined as dumb. So, like, are you talking about the tweets that are like, "Why is everybody fading the Dallas Cowboys offense?" Nobody's doing that. You're just you just <laughs> want engagement, right? right? So that's dumb. But in my mind, so when I Got the show sheet. I'm thinking about top 10. And you guys are right. This show really essentially is a highlight of some of the stuff you see on the timeline. I love the concept, by the way. Uh, but I used to love watching the top 10 and then the not top 10 when I yes. hung over ate breakfast in uh, college. But my idea for not top 10, we're talking. We're not talking about like engagement tweets where people are no. just saying shit to get not. engagement. I'm talking about truly. With like sexist shit, racist, shit, just like just, oh, just once a month, just fucking out. out, mother. Yeah. Ooh, 
And then that, I was like, huh. maybe I want a taste of that. <laughs> so like a maybe like a Saturday night like show when everybody's drinking, mm. and we just pull those up and like just oh, that's Yo, genius. First of all, Linda, I, I'm gonna be in your DMs because we're gonna have to hash this one out because Lord knows I would love, I would love to have a couple drinks in me. That's going to be explicit, not for children's ears. And we're going to lay some people out, put well, them on the carpet. What we do is we just quote tweet, and that's like part of the show. And uh, like, say, you're number three on the uh, donkey list of. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have no, to figure that actually, out. Actually, but... we don't even give them the number. We just quote tweet them and be like, hey, guess what? You're going to be on the show. And we just put the show handle on it. Boom. And then they know, oh, shit, that, that, I'm going to be on the show. Oh, damn. Oh, I, I really done messed up. Now, besides the 800 people who have commented to me that I done fucked up, now I'm going to be on a show where people, more people are going to tell me I fucked up, and then hundreds of other people are going to get, oh, oh, hell yeah. All right, Linda, we're going to be talking because uh, <laughs> th this is, this is going to be my new project now. I've been looking for a new project. I haven't found nothing I liked yet. Found it. <laughs> found it. Found it. Yeah. So, but but back to Amir, because we sidetracked from Amir. Amir, apologies. Um, yeah, man, listen to us. We we try to hit the hot spots of what's going on on Twitter, what people are tweeting about. Sometimes it's going to be, you know, your favorite running back or maybe not your favorite running back. If Linda's on the show, we may get a kicker in there because it's your favorite kicker's favorite fan. And Lord knows I've seen more kickers respond to Linda than uh, than anybody else ever. So include including my man uh, McManus, who's actually from right around where I live. So no, you guys are like best friends. No, no, I, I don't know. I don't know him at I gotta, all. He just lived. I'm not one of those people who are like I not, know I'm at Linda. Oh yeah, yeah. Linda. I got I got a swimsuit with his face all over yeah. it. So. I mean, that's not dedication because I mean, my wife don't even got a swimsuit with my face <laughs> on it. So that's fucking dedication. All right. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. It's uh, I don't, I don't me getting online drunk with a credit card is what happened there. When it came in, I was like, oh, well, I really committed to that joke, didn't I? I bought a uh, burrito or a tortilla blanket when I was yeah. around. Yeah. It's pretty sweet, actually. My most recent drunk purchase was the Tyler Bass signed jersey. So <laughs> that's what's up. Hang it on the wall. I better see it behind you next time. I got four jerseys in front of me that are signed that I need to get in frames behind the wall, but the frames are more expensive than fucking jerseys yeah. are. So let's Piss see. Piss me you, off. You got a uh you got a, a Bucker jersey. Uh let's see, who else you got? Um no, I got I got Jarwin Herbie. Bass and uh, no fan. Okay, respect. I like I like all them dudes. So respect. <laughs> hey, listen, Trey. Trey is out here and he's got a real question. So we're gonna try to answer it. Um, he said, "I honestly can't decide between Carson Wentz, better old line reunited with former coach Frank Reich, and Daniel Jones, better weapons and could finally break out. Who do you think will have a better year?" So, Bill, we'll start with you. You on the Carson Wentz bandwagon, or are you going with Daniel Jones? Uh, that's a that's a good question because they're probably pretty similar. Um, if I was going to pick one, 
I think I'm going Wentz. And the reason I say that is the O-line one. I mean, that's huge. Um, he's got, you know, I, I don't think there's a huge advantage with Barkley over uh, Taylor. Um, you know, I, th- I think I'm ha- happier with the play calling um, also. So that's a huge thing. Um, and we've seen it before with Wentz. And I'm not sure we've seen it before with Daniel Jones. So, um, yeah, I think I lean Wentz, but the, I think they're probably in that same tier for me of quarterbacks. So, yeah, let, let's break it down. Um, Carson Wentz has uh, shown in his career that he uh, is better than Daniel Jones. Uh, he's got a better coach. He's got a better offensive line. Uh, he has. Uh, upgraded weapons from whatever the hell they were running out in Philadelphia. I mean, when Alshon Jeffrey is still trying to be a wide receiver one for your squad, you know, wherever you go, is just, it's going to be an upgrade. Um, and then you have Daniel Jones. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. It's not that tough for me. I think he actually bounces back hard this year. I think he, uh, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be uh quarterback one, but I wouldn't be shocked if he was uh, in that 11 to 14 range this year. Linda, we're going to hit, you're hitting cleanup. What do you got? Yeah, it's going to be a unanimous wince call for me. That offensive line is just uh, too good to ignore. And I don't think the Giants did enough to address their offensive line. Uh, So, and, and I don't necessarily agree that the weapons are better in uh in new york than they are for carson so i like carson wentz i i i always get uh on board with quarterbacks that get a little too much hate and i think last year he uh, experienced that i'm not sold on jalen hurts uh so i hope carson comes out and absolutely obliterates uh opponents so i'm all i'm all in on carson wentz this year and i think he can be a QB, like you said, QB 10 to 13 range where he's going to have some QB one weeks. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I understand that Carson Wentz was uh, garbage in July, hot garbage last year. I get it. But dude, I mean, he's, he's in a whole new spot now. It's better across the board offensively and defensively. And, I mean, Daniel Jones has been he, – he's had some flashes of brilliance, but he hasn't consistently been, you know, that guy. And, and we'll see. I mean, they signed Kenny Galladay. Saquon, in theory, should be healthy this year. They, they didn't really do a ton with the offensive line, so I don't know how that's all going to work out. You know, some people like Kadarius Tony in the first round. We'll see. I'm not one of those people, but you know, we'll see. But yeah, I agree with you. I think uh I think all the arrows point to Carson Wentz. So Trey, get yourself some Carson Wentz and uh enjoy the season that's in front of you. So all right, let's move on. Uh we found this tweet from somebody named Linda at Lindellians. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows who that is. Um Y'all keep taking Trey Sermon in the first round of rookie drafts, but don't come to me in season talking about 
Who should I start? Mostert or Sermon? I don't know, man. You should have not. You should have started by not rostering them both. Good luck. All right. So, Bill, I'm gonna let you start first. What What are your feelings about Trey Sermon? I like Trey Sermon in theory. Um, I I don't like Trey Sermon on the Niners. Like I. I think that we we've seen this year after year that there's just teams that you're just going to get so pissed off about them. And so I won't be drafting players that I'm, you know, concerned about their situation early. And he like going in the first round, especially in like super flex, that's like, you know, that's just a lot of risk for me when I can take a stud wide receiver at that point. And I'm just not sure what, I'm going to be getting, I mean, okay. Sermon might just break the mold and become, you know, the Devonta Freeman, you know, or something like that in the uh, Shanahan offense. But like the chances of that are pretty low. He's a third round pick, you know, it's not like he was picked early. Um, So like, I'm pretty much fading players like that until like, you know, mid second or later. Um, and I'm just fading those guys in general, unless I'm getting them cheap. Um, like new England Niners, um, you know, those are the two teams, especially that I'm worried about, you know, them just every, every one of those guys is playing a, you know, one specific role and they're not going to get a ton of volume. So, um, yeah, I dig it. I agree. Um, I don't mind rostering two guys um, from one of those teams because maybe they do end up falling into a role. But I think the point more is drafting them in the first round. And um, yeah, I would uh, I would agree that uh, that just you're putting yourself into a like a a tough situation once it comes to lineup time. So th- this is what I love about Bill. Bill and Bill and I bring. Uh, different styles to, to this game, to, to fantasy football, to podcasting. Bill is very proper. Bill, Bill don't like offending people. So you got Bill first so that if you did draft Trey Sermon 110, 111, you're like, okay, like he wasn't, he wasn't that mean to Trey Sermon. Now we're going to get into the portion of the program where Lynn and I go off. Yeah, it's going to get beefy. People, yeah. Bill, Bill's gonna duck out. He's gonna take a, a quick nap because it's gonna it's gonna take a while. People, 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 people. We do this every year. There's some dude that's got no business going in the first round of your rookie drafts. He plays running back. We know the guy every year, but we're like, well, there's not a lot of running backs, so we have to take a guy because. Because there's not there's not no more running backs. And this year especially, there's three guys. There's Najee, there's Travis, and there's Javante. And if you don't get one of those three guys, everybody else is a dude. It's just a guy. Is a jag. And not a Jacksonville Jaguar. Just a guy. Trey Sermon is in a situation where you might like the talent, but guess what? Raheem Mostert is there. Jeff Wilson is there. You know who else played well last year? Jamichael Hasty. He played well last year when he got into spots. They could, they could take me, overweight, out of shape, put me in that system, and I'm going to do okay. 
that it's just a system that Shanahan runs. His dad ran the system before he did. We've seen guys that come out of nowhere since the 90s doing this. Trey Sermon is one of four guys. And on top of that, on top of that, they didn't stop at drafting Trey Sermon. Later on in the draft, they drafted Elijah Mitchell. So guess what? If you really need a San Francisco 49ers running back in your life, wait around round and a half, two rounds, and get yourself some Elijah Mitchell. Because guess what? I bet you there's going to be two games that he goes off because everybody's injured, and he's going to be the dude. Like, Trey Sermon at 110, 111, 112, if you need a running back that bad, package that and something else and move up three picks and get yourself the third guy, whether that's Javante or Travis, depending on the draft you're in. And at least get yourself a guy that pre-draft, you were like, all right, this dude could actually play. That, that's my piece about it. All you trade sermon people will be disappointed, and I feel for you, but I don't feel for you because we do this every year. Linda, you could take the rest. I'd like to also add they signed Wayne Gallman as well. So you're talking about probably wow. one of the messiest <laughs> rooms. Also, in my head, I don't know if I just convinced myself or I read it wrong once and it stuck that Trey Sermon was a fourth-round pick, and he wasn't, so that's my bad for being like four when you were talking. I apologize. Um, <laughs> but uh, thought somebody no. hit a golf ball at me. <laughs> uh, we, we're going to be hitting golf balls out here, trust me. It's, it is. It's And people, okay, like the number one pushback I got yesterday when I was on my anti-Trey Sermon and it has nothing to do with his talent. It it really doesn't. It has to do with where he landed, with the coach that he landed, with the team, with the room that's already filled to the brim. But I, I um, the pushback I got was, well, next year, everybody's gone. It'll be him and Elijah Mitchell. As if there's not going to be another free agency and another draft. <laughs> and they're not going to refill that room right at the back. Now, come on now. And now you're also, just thinking logically. You're not going to wait a year for a guy you took in the first round. Another thing we do year in and year out is invest in rookie drafts on a player and then give up after three weeks. We love to give up on players. We're the most fickle group of humans uh, that maybe exist. And so if, if the choice is between taking him in the first round or waiting three, four weeks into the season when it's been a Jeff Wilson Mostert show and and trading him for cheap, get him that way. If you want him on your team so bad, don't spend that draft capital, but trade for him when he isn't having every bomb week because that's not how it's going to happen there. And I just like to say on my, uh, you know, rostering two players, same team, I don't have an issue necessarily with that. It's just that Usually I feel like one, like in my head, I picture it like Cooper cup, Robert Woods last year when people are like, which one do I start? Why did you do that to yourself? Why did you put yourself in that situation? So like, that's how I pictured that. Just like having, if you only have one spot and having to decide like in best ball, sure. Take the whole running mm -hmm. back room because guaranteed one of them is going to go off every week. But in, in any league that you have to make sit start decisions, I'm I'm fading that whole running back room. And Linda, you, you brought up a great point, and I just wanted to expound on it a little bit. 
we're acting like everyone's going to leave San Francisco next year and it's just going to be Trey Sermon by himself. You know who's not in San Francisco that was last year? Jarek McKinnon and Tevin Coleman. They were in San Francisco last year and they're gone. You don't think San Francisco is going to draft or sign two or three more guys next year? Like, they already signed Wayne Gallman. They already drafted Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell. Like, that's what San Francisco does. They are they are not happy unless they have a minimum of five running backs on their squad. It's just been proven throughout the entire time that Kyle Shanahan has been there. He wants five guys, not the burger, just five dudes. They don't even have to be talented. He'll sign a, a, a Raheem Mostert from someone's practice squad if he needs to. He'll, he'll find Jeff Wilson. I don't even know where Jeff Wilson was two years ago. That that dude could have been selling insurance for all I know. Like, <laughs> and, and he's on the 49ers just just carving people up in the fantasy playoffs, by the way. In the like he he there were some people who were like, I had Jeff Wilson on my team because I had nobody else and he was scoring points. It was like, yeah, like you you hope that's Trey Sermon, but Linda nailed it. Are you waiting 13 weeks for that to happen? Nope. After week three, where he has like 14 carries for 55 yards, you're going to be like, this dude sucks, and you're going to be trading him for a second in 2023. Well, and kind of look at it this way, too. Like, okay, what are the two worst? Like, New England and San Fran are always the most difficult ones to pick. Well, New England took Ramondre Stevenson in the fourth round, 22 picks later, or something like that, or maybe it's more than that. But, like, why not pick him in like the late third? You know what I mean? It's like a he's another big back. Like why not just like pick him and hope he hits? Like it's just the price difference is so vast that it might be just worth hedging and going with somebody who's going to be cheaper. And you know, I've actually found myself grabbing him just because it's like, well, I'm getting him super cheap, and if he hits, cool. But I'm still not going to know when to play him. So when he hits, he's a guy I'm going to try to to dump, you know. So well, and and I I agree with you, Bill, because I'm not saying like uh, if a guy if a guy plays running back in in San Francisco, don't ever take him, because I'm taking a lot of Elijah Mitchell at the end of the second and 14, 16 team leagues, beginning of the third and 12 team leagues, because my thing is, is like what if this guy never steps onto the field for the 49ers? Whatever. It's a, you know, a throwaway pick anyway. It's a dart throw anyway. But if I can get two or three good games out of him, I can flip him when people are like, oh, this is going to be the next 49ers great. Even if Trey Sermon has three great games in a row, are you getting better than the 110, 111 you paid for him? Probably not. Like, so you have an asset that probably won't put a ton of points on your team and won't go up in value. And I, I don't like either of those scenarios. Why do I want any of that? So I'm, I'm like more convinced now than I was already that I don't want any trade sermon. I'm like, I like, I was already pretty anti having him on my team, like drafting him in, in uh rookie drafts, but now I'm like extra. I mean, it. I, I saw that tweet and I was like, this is a person who actually understands me. And I didn't think that person existed. 
I was very happy about it because I was like, I see, I just watched people draft Trey Sermon at 110, and I'm like, like okay. you said, they're the they're the three running backs, the three like probably going to hit running backs. Beyond that, I'm going to take Michael Carter before I take Trey Sermon, and mm -hmm. I'm going to take Chuba Hubbard before I take Trey Sermon. And he's never going to last that long, so I'm never going to have any. Uh, listen, I know Bill plays in more leagues than me, but I know for a fact I will have zero shares of Trey Sermon coming yeah, out of my rookie draft. He's still my running back four. It's just that I can't take him that early. Like, I, you know, and, and the thing is, I say that. I have zero shares of him after like 17 drafts. So it just kind of tells you that where other, where other people are valuing him is just too much higher than what I do. So, um, yeah, so there's that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I don't have an issue if Trey Sermon is your running back for, if that's how, if that's how you see it, that's how you see it. But I'm not taking running back four in a super flex league over QB five, which I've seen in some of my drafts. Like I've seen Trey Sermon go over Mac Jones, like in a super flex. Sorry, it ain't going to be me. And I'm not even, I'm not even out here saying that Mac Jones is going to be, you know, everyone's like, he, he, he's just like Tom Brady. He's real smart and real accurate. He ain't that, but I'm still not taking Trey Sermon in front of him. Don't be so harsh on Tom Brady. I want Mac Jones to do so well because the day that I decided I liked, like I was like, oh, I'm kind of in on Mac Jones. And I like tweeted about it. And some guy was like, this is why women shouldn't play fantasy no. football. And like, now I'm like, now I need him to be the best quarterback that ever walked the planet. Like that's all I want in yeah, life. Just, just the <laughs> proverbial middle finger. I, I, need donkey. You, I need you to do me a favor because I, obviously I know this hits your timeline a whole lot more than it hits mine. Anytime anybody says that, just at me. You don't even got to say nothing. Just at me. Just Well, I bullied him and he deleted his Oh, account, I know so. you did. I know you, <laughs> I know you don't need nobody I think, saving. I think her uh, self-defense is yeah, uh, she adequate. Don't need, she don't need no self-defense, but I'm just saying that I, I, just, I just love insulting those people anyway. And it's not mm -hmm. even like a woman needs me to help them out because trust me, Ain't it's nobody, cathartic. I get it. Ain't nobody that goes on, especially a woman that talks about fantasy football and is on Twitter. They already, they already know there's going to be way too much stupidity headed their way, and they're built for it. But that don't mean I don't like to get involved. That's like you, you <laughs> see. So I've I've bounced for a long time in various bars and stuff. I'm the person that's got to walk. That's got to walk into the fight and just yeah, just like Bill. <laughs> Bill is usually Bill is usually my backup. He's right behind me, like, "Yo, you gonna handle that, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, Bill, I got this. Don't worry about it, brother." Can I hit it in the morning? <laughs> so I'm used to just walking into the fight, not really knowing what's going on, and just being like, "Okay, I gotta handle this." So just at me. You can you yeah, can still say you. whatever you gotta say because Lord knows I love when you put people in their place. Because that's just a work of art, a thing of beauty. But, like, if you look at Mac Jones, now we're going to go on Who? Mac Jones tangent. Mac Jones. <laughs> and, you're, and, you know, you say, hey, like, I'm looking at him. I'm starting to get in a little bit. I'm starting to feel Mac Jones a little bit. 
he's got the tools to be a good quarterback. Not a great quarterback, not an elite, in my opinion. Not a great quarterback, not an elite quarterback. But, a, but listen, we've seen a lot of dudes start in the NFL. We've seen the Gardner Minshews of the world start. Listen, Andy Dalton was out there playing games last year, and I love Andy. I was a big Andy guy, but listen, Andy's time has come and gone. You know, we've seen a lot of dudes out there. We've seen, you know, Bill's favorite player, Joe Flacco, throwing the rock a little bit. Wacko for Flacco. Listen, if you're telling me that Mac Jones can't get on the field when those legends of the game have started for various NFL teams, I don't know what to tell you. You're the one that maybe needs to watch a little bit more football. That's just me. You're on mute. <laughs> ben, hey, I did, I did it once a show. I was doing so good. Well, there's dogs barking and shit, so I try to like put myself <laughs> on mute. I'm not talking. Um, what I was saying was Trevor Simeon has been the best Broncos quarterback since Peyton Manning. I, it, strictly stats uh, right. win loss record, right? Um, right. So. You don't like stats, not, by the way. I love I loved Simeon, man. He was like me too. I yeah. wanted it to work so bad. I was a, I was a big uh, I was a big ripping guy for that one game he played. I was I was hoping he would get a little bit of. Little I bit made a um, um. How do I say this and remain classy? <laughs> I made a. <laughs> Wait, well, I'm don't, sorry. I don't, I don't I think made you know where joke. you're at. Oh. <laughs> I made a dick joke about Rippin. And uh, Big Dick Nick Stans got upset with me. So had to had to reword his nickname. But mm. I mean, you got Horsecock Lock and, you know, you yeah. got all the... HCD, I, I was going with the Listen, I mean, I, li- I live right outside of Philly, man. <laughs> Big Dick Nick can walk down these streets with no pants on. And ain't no, not one soul going to stop him, all right? He, people will run up to him, men included, and give him a hug, all right? They, they're just happy that man won him a championship. That man, that man is untouchable in the city of Philadelphia. So, listen, him, horse cock lock, you know. I love that nickname. It's a good nickname. I want him to do well this year, but I'm – we, well, that's not why I'm here. Listen, for <laughs> for a dude that plays like he plays, the fact that he has such an epic nickname means he's just succeeded in life. I mean, if that's just, just because one guy yelled at him know. when he was walking by. Hey, hey listen. Horse cop. <laughs> listen, listen. Sometimes that's all it takes to get a nickname. Just one person just puts it out in the streets, and then it's like, that's your nickname. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Hey, That's listen. a beautiful thing about nicknames. I changed my name as a joke on Twitter, and it's been Linda ever since. So, well, listen. I just gave myself a nickname on accident. Nice. Yeah. Drew with a uh, a horse, chicken, and a uh, <laughs> a lock. Listen, I'm trying. I'm trying to segue here, okay? And and a lock emoji. If you were watching this live on YouTube, 9 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday, you you would be able to decipher the joke yourself until Bill ruined it. You know, I'm You're trying welcome. to trying to get people out here watching. But uh, yeah, I mean, God, God, you know, listen, I hope Mac Jones. Oh, there we go. Here we go. 
Larry Monkey, one star coming your way. Yes, we made a Larry's horse. Larry's responsible for our one uh, one star. So we don't have a ton of ratings as a as a small podcast that we are, but our one one star rating came on the episode that Larry was on. Thanks, Larry. Because I guess I think he made he made a hand job joke or something. I don't even remember. Oh no, I'm so sorry. I'll give you five stars to combat whatever comes in after. But this. I can't even imagine. His was just a hand job joke, and we got a one star. I can't even imagine a horse cock. We're not even joking. That's what they call them, man. That's not even a joke. We're not even. We're Listen, just they fake. can't give negative stars. So no, we're we're good. We're not we're never gonna be yeah. negative. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it, it, listen, you could give us zero stars. Look at we, we silver lining. Whatever. You think we making money off of this? You kidding me right now? <laughs> what you think your one star review is gonna put us in the hole? We're not the fantasy footballers out here, you know. Like, come on now. <laughs> so, yeah, people, if you still have rookie drafts, don't don't take Trace Herman in the first round. Don't do that to yourself. Linda approves this message. Bill, who's the nicest person in the world, he approves the message, but he's not going to say he approves. He's just going to say, I think you should think deeply about going in another direction. And I approve this message. Don't do that to yourself. Because like Linda said, you're going to be week five. You're going to be hitting Linda up at Lindellian saying, oh, Linda, um, do I start Trey Thurman or do I start uh, Raheem Mostert? And Linda's going to be like, ah. Like, no, like, I'm, I'm not answering these questions. I told y'all three months ago, four months ago, don't do that to yourself. So that's, uh, that's what it is. So we're going to move on to another running back that, uh, that we all loved at one point. Uh, this is from Chris. Man, the, the names today are getting me. Moshinsky. That looks at, right. Oh, you know him? No, I mean, it looks right. Oh, you're like, yeah, that's right. Like, you know the man. No, I, I said like, it looks right. Oh, man. Jeez. At the Commission FF, what is the value for James Robinson these days? And it, this is going to be a fun one. So we're going to start with uh, James Robinson, super fan, Bill first. Um, <laughs> Bill. I have zero shares of him just for so everybody knows. So mm. super fan, probably not the case. Um, I don't know. You were shitting on me pretty hard when I was like, uh, about James Robinson a little bit, but go ahead, go ahead. We're not going to talk revisionist about that. history. Um, so I, what would I pay for him? So I'm pretty worried just because you know running backs don't really keep their role when a new coaching staff comes in. So then they sign an Ohio Ohio State dude. They draft Carlos Hyde, Etn. Yeah. And um, so I don't think Hyde's going to have much. I think he'll still have a role. I, I think the most I'm paying is like a late second for him um, because there's still a chance that he ends up getting a decent role because, but ETN's going to be given every opportunity to fail. And so, I mean, I'm willing to pay that just as like a, you know, fourth guy on my roster or something like that. Um, if I need depth, but I'm not paying any higher than that. All right, Linda. I don't know if you love James Robinson as much as Bill does, but 
what would you what would you pay for that man if you if you wanted him? I'm I'm not a big James Robinson truther because last year when everybody picked him up off the waiver wire in a panic, uh, the running back that I needed in the time of pick a running back up in the name of panic was Miles Gaskin. So for me, that's like where my uh, alliance always fell in the terms of like running backs that we were like most of the off season. Uh, so I, I'm not as infatuated with him as some of the community is. I don't know. I'm Urban Meyer, I think, blows up that entire team. It worries me for the entire, uh, all of their, all of their careers. Cause I don't think Urban Meyer is there very long. Uh, That's I true. don't think he makes the best decisions while he's there. I think he's already not made the best decisions I, I like uh, ETN as much as the next guy, but that team had severe needs outside of running back, and uh, he he elected to go offense anyways. And I think I think it's I know it's a cliche to say defense wins championships, but at some point you have to have your defense step up. Uh, and right now in a league that has Patrick Mahomes who is going to, like, you just watched Patrick Mahomes go to the Super Bowl, you're, t- like, best quarterback in the league and blah, 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 and it, none of it mattered because his offensive line was decimated and because uh, the opposing defense was fantastic. So I think he attacked that offense a little aggressively. I, of course, want them all to, to succeed. So I'm not buying James Robinson if I have James Robinson yeah, I'm trying to sell him for for a second or a, you know a third and a and a flyer on a guy like Anthony Ferkser who may or may not hit somebody like that. So, but I'm not I'm not going out shopping for any Jags players that I didn't end up with uh, by luck like Trevor Lawrence at a one on one. Yeah, I, I I'm with you guys. I mean, I I guess if you're like desperate at running back, I mean find better options. I mean, Miles mm-hmm. Gaskin is a good one. He was a guy I was trying to snag before the draft because I was kind of trying to sell the story that oh, Miami's definitely going to, you know, they're definitely going to take another running back. You know, they're definitely going to get a guy to, you know, and then they didn't. And now you, you really can't buy Miles Gaskin because now everybody knows that Miles Gaskin is the guy, you know, I heard saw somebody today say, well, you know, if Todd Gurley co- goes to Miami, Todd Gurley is washed. He ain't doing nothing to Miles Gaskin. He ain't even doing nothing to Selvan Ahmed. Like it, Todd Gurley's washed. I'm sorry. He was great. He he was. He was great when he was great. But those days have passed. So Todd Gurley going anywhere. I saw. What if Todd Gurley goes to Atlanta? Well, guess what? Atlanta didn't keep him around the first time, and they haven't been super excited to pick him up in the months since they've let him go. I don't, I don't think he's going to be hanging around Atlanta either. But back to that, I mean, if you're desperate, find better options. There are other guys out there. Like, hell, in a 14-team league, I traded the 209 for Damian Harris. And I know New England is one of those spots that we talked about where, you know, they're always going to have three or four running backs. But if you like Damian Harris, spend, spend a late second on – a Damian Harris or go out. We were talking about Javante Williams earlier, but 
it might take them half a season or a season to get used to everything. Go buy Melvin Gordon now that everybody hates him. Like you have better options at your disposal with even a late second round pick than going and getting J Rob. Because I think I think Bill nailed it. Unless he gets hurt, Urban Meyer's given him. He needs to give him the opportunity to prove that taking him with a first round pick was the right move to make. Because if he stumbles or he doesn't get playing time, Urban Meyer is going to look like an idiot for taking a running back when there were still good offensive linemen on the board, good defensive players on the board. I mean, there, there were a lot of good players, even players that went early on day two that could have been taken at that spot. So Urban Meyer is almost committed to trying to make Travis Etienne a big time player. And James Robinson is part of the old regime. I mean, James Robinson is a undrafted free agent. And I said this before Travis Etienne ever showed up. We were saying the same thing about Philip Lindsay. And I know Linda, is, we're not, I'm not trying to, to go after your team. I loved Philip Lindsay. Lo- I loved him before the draft. But these undrafted free agents, even when they have great seasons, the coaching staff is like, yeah, but it's an undrafted free agent. Like we just kind of surprised them because, you know, people didn't, weren't really paying attention. And then, you know, a couple, couple years later, Melvin Gordon's in town. Oh, well, now Philip Lindsay's going to be on the back burner. You know, they were still trying to make Royce Freeman a thing, even a year after Philip Lindsay proved that he was head and shoulders better than Royce Freeman. Undrafted free agents are going to hit now and again, but the NFL never looks at them unless they are pretty much Hall of Fame caliber players. Don't look at them for more than a season or two. I mean, there there's not a lot of undrafted free agents for fantasy that we've been like, wow, those guys were good for a long time. I mean, we have what Tony Romo, and if you've been playing for a, a while, another Denver Bronco great Rod Smith. I mean, there's probably a couple more that I'm forgetting that were good for more than a couple seasons, but the, the list ain't long. So you know, J-Rob, I'm not out there buying you. I mean, I guess, you know, maybe you could convince me into a late second, but I'm probably looking at like an early third. Like, I got this 301, 302. If you ain't on J-Rob, all right, I'll take him on my team. Like Bill said, a fourth guy, a fifth guy, a depth guy, you know, you can't go wrong. But I think by, you know, week six, week seven, we're going to see a lot more Travis Etienne than we're going to see James Robinson. So after we've done all this talking about draft and what, don't draft Trey Sermon. Don't waste your rookie. Don't waste a rookie pick on James Robinson. We got Raymond and Raymond is, he wants to give us another plan, another idea here. Raymond. All right. Bill knows how much I hate these. At Raymond 495-03088. Raymond, don't put your damn phone number after your name, man. Just just, just go Raymond the Great or something. Raymond FF. Just put an FF. Everybody does it. FF. Just do it. So I don't have to read nine numbers. Anyone else thinking about trading out of this year's rookie draft might be one of the worst I've seen in years. Just my opinion. All right, Raymond. 
I'm going to start this one. I, I usually don't start because I like to let other people get in on this, but I'm going to start because I don't know how long you've been playing, Raymond. Um, and I don't know if you're playing super flex. Maybe in a 1QB, if this is a 1QB, it might be a little bit different. But Bill and I play mostly super flex. Linda, I think you play mostly super flex as well. You got five quarterbacks, three running backs, a tight end, and we never talk about tight ends in the first round. And at least one premier wide receiver. And we could probably talk about two more guys that you, you like a lot in the first round. I don't think that's the worst rookie class we've seen come in ever or in years. Now, once you get past like 203, 204, 205, it does get dicey. <laughs> It, uh, I think we hype this class up a little bit too much early in the process. And then probably a month before the draft actually came, we started looking at names and we were like, uh, maybe we hyped up too many people and this isn't as good as we thought it was. Um, I, always, I always said there was about 20 guys I really liked. I was probably like two or three guys off. Um, but then the draft happened, and then we got a lot of landing spots we didn't like either. <laughs> you know, Bill mentioned it. You know, Trey Sermon was his running back four. He goes to San Francisco where there's five guys. You know, we have, uh, you know, we have Jamar Chase who we like. But, I mean, they do have Tyler Boyd. They do have T. Higgins who have proven it in the league. You know, I mean, Devonta Smith, he ended up in a good spot because there ain't no damn talent besides Dallas Goddard there. You know, Javante went to Denver, Melvin Gordon's still there. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of bad landing spots, too. But this isn't the worst we've seen in years. I mean, hell, there were, there were times that we were, you know, we were taking John Ross with first-round rookie picks. John Ross, guys, remember that? We were doing that. Bishop Sankey, guys, remember that? We were doing things like that. And maybe there's going to be a Bishop Sankey or a John Ross in this. There probably will be because, let's face it, what are first-round picks? 50-50 at best? But, I mean, we've seen some guys go, and we're just like, damn. So it's not the worst. But, hey, if you don't like it and you don't want none of these guys, trade out. Tra get, get you, you know, everybody's talking about 2023. That's the next big draft class. Go get you all them 2023 picks, man. Uh, but really, I mean, honestly, trade for guys that have done it. If you have a pick, I mean, Bill and I are in a league, Superflex Army 2. I traded the 108 for Stephon Diggs. Do, do that. And I'm not yeah. saying you're going to get Stephon Diggs with the 108 every time, but you can't get DJ Moore. You can't get, you know, an older guy that people don't like anymore. I mean, do that with your picks instead. Guys that have proven it in the league or in another league that I'm in, since I had the experience, uh, you know, Russ, Dynasty Outhouse, he starts his drafts the Monday after the draft. Bill started his on Wednesday. So I had some draft experience and seeing how boards fall and everything. The, the one league I commission, I don't start until the Saturday after the draft. And I was like, oh, man, I have like two fourths and a late third. I was like, let me try to put all these picks together in like a poo-poo platter and trade them for like one pick. And I traded up to the 301 
and I got Kellen Mond. And I was like, I liked Kellen Mond before the process, so I'm not that heartbroken about it. And then I just let someone else have to figure out, you know, when they want to pick Kylan Hill and, you know, whatever other garbage is there in the fourth round in a 14-team league. Like, I'm looking at – somebody said in that chat today, I don't know who any of these guys are. Well, no shit, because let's face it, they were all taken in the sixth and seventh round. Like, of course you don't know who they are. Like, that's the point. That's why I didn't want none of these garbage picks. I'd rather trade you three picks to get one Kellen Mond, who, by the way, might not do a damn thing in the league, but at least I didn't have to sit there for four hours being like, uh, let me look this guy up that I, Josh Amater Bebe. Like, all I know about him is that he jumped like 72 inches in his pro day. Like, I never watched that dude a lick play any kind of football or anything. I know he went to Indiana, but I never watched him play. Like, come on now. I'm not doing that. So do that too if you have picks. Try to package a bunch of them and get as high as you can get with those picks. And at least your decisions are easier to make. What about you, Bill? Is this the worst class you've seen in years? And would you trade out if you weren't happy with the picks? Yep. It's the worst class I've seen in years. And I would trade out. And I did trade out of a lot of my leagues, um, especially late picks. I might trade back in if I saw somebody falling. Um, But I wanted nothing to do with picks after like pick 19 or 20 and super flex. Um, so I disagree that this is the, isn't that bad. I, I think the depth is awful. And I think trading out is not the worst thing you could do. Um, and like, especially, yeah, if you're playing one QB, oh my God, you can't even get through the first round. And it's like, yeah, that's I don't even want to touch this. So, so, yeah, I mean, I have no problem trading out if you're not happy with the situations or the players. Uh, there's a lot of question marks and um, not a ton of depth. So, yep. All right, Linda, you, you get to break the tie here. Is, it, is this the worst draft class you've ever seen? Well, I can't answer that because I've only been in Dynasty for – this is my – last season I did startups. This year is my first year doing, like okay. – full rookie drafts that being said i've always watched a lot of college football so i i've been a little versed in and who's come in and and landing spots and thus and such i i can't imagine it's the worst we've ever seen first of all i think every rookie class has a potential to hit or miss we have been absolutely spoiled by wide receivers i think we're on our third or fourth year of a fantastic group of wide receivers People don't like Tony uh, because they didn't like him. And then he went first round and now people are like, we don't want him still. Now, I don't think you take a first round wide receiver unless you plan on putting them in your offense for the next several years. And I don't think anybody on the Giants, besides maybe Jason Garrett, who's an offensive coordinator, not the head coach, I don't think. I don't think the Giants brass is close enough to crumble that Tony's pick stresses me out. I think he'll be a part of that offense for a while, so I have no problem taking him. I know tight ends. Kyle Pitts is obviously that 
number one guy you want to target, but I like target targeting Kylan Grayson uh, that went to the Colts. If the Colts don't end up with like an Ertz or a, uh, I think Ertz is probably the biggest tight end that we're going to see move besides maybe like Jimmy Graham, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Graham just uh, ended up retiring. I wish he would. Cause I've got a lot of Cole commit, but um, so I don't, I don't know that I'm out at, at 15, 20 players. I think I get to like mid round three of super flex before I'm, I'm getting a little hesitant, but even then Schwartz and uh, Powell and all these players that ended up on teams that needed a, like a uh, Powell that landed on the, the chiefs, nobody there is the answer besides Kelsey and Tyree kill. So anytime a player lands somewhere like that, like like that where there's a prime opportunity to make a stance and get some play time. That's a guy I don't mind throwing a dart on a third or fourth round uh, player. I, I like dart throw players. It makes it fun to dive into all of the extra stuff. That being I, I sold uh, my 405 for a share of Drew Locke in a super flex league. If Drew Locke starts, that's an automatic win regardless um, so that's, I have no problem doing that. I moved a lot of, I, I sold a third for Blake Jarwin. I sold, uh, a lot of, uh, I sold a fourth for Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis showed he could do some stuff. So I don't mind making that trade. I, I'm a lot more likely to go with my gut on, on third and fourth round pick trades that like, if I think, a guy that's already in the league, I can get that uh, return on investment back. But for the most part, I think there are players that I don't mind throwing a dart at through the third round, even on super, like on super flex. And you're right, one QB, it's definitely less appealing. But I still think I can make it through most of the third round and have guys that I'm targeting. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on that. I guess I was saying that my cutoff was 20, meaning that, like, there's 20 guys that I would feel good about drafting. Like, oh, I got this guy. Okay, I feel good about this. But I agree with you. I like I like a guy like Anthony Schwartz a lot. Um, I do like a guy like Hunter Long in Miami. I know people are like, well, Mike Gusecki's there. But, you know, we see guys move all the time. I've never been – a Kadarius Tony guy. I wasn't pre-draft and, you know, it'll be interesting to see because they do have Kenny G that they just signed, but Sterling Shepard and uh, the other Slayton. guys, I, Slayton and the tight end that I choose to forget his name because everybody told me he was good. Um you know, all those guys could be out in the next year or two. And then, yes, obviously, they're going to sign more free agents. They're going to draft guys. But Kadarius Tony is going to have that first-round capital, so he's going to be given a shot. I don't think he's good, but, I mean, listen, if I was – if I if I could pick this thing correctly, I'd be doing uh, – I'd be making a lot of money, so. I make a lot of draft capital arguments. That being said, you will not find Tutu Atwell on a single team of mine. I'm pretty sure my seven-year-old could tackle him. If in my mind I can pancake a player, he's not going to be on my <laughs> fantasy football team. Tutu Atwell weighed in. 144 pounds. At the same weight that I was 
when I was in the seventh grade. My driver's license still says that. So just so we're clear, if I ever get kidnapped, add about 40 pounds to my driver's license <laughs> and a couple inches to the height. Don't like make sure they don't just go off that because it is <laughs> inaccurate at best. Like and that that's the thing. Like you like you're telling me that a dude who ate and we we talked about Devonta Smith, like he's 170 pounds and he can't survive in the league. But I'm supposed to buy any kind of draft capital argument about Tutu Atwell, who makes Devonta Smith look like a giant? Nah, I ain't feeling that. See, I'm, here's not, the thing. Not me. When I look at like Zach Wilson, Tutu Atwell, I'm like, I could tackle that guy. When I look at Devonta Smith run, I'm like, I couldn't not nah. tackle him. Nope. So that's like Rondell Moore, another prime example. He's 5'7". I'm 5'11". So when I wear heels to work, I'm over six foot tall. So all I can picture is me looking down at an NFL player. And that's enough for me to be out. He's going to make Kyler Murray look tall. That's hilarious. I don't care what, I don't care how you feel about Rondell Moore. The fact that he's going to make Kyler Murray look tall is funny. All right, we got we got a good question. I'm sorry. Here. No, hey, I'm with it. I listen. I'm I over six foot when I wear my heels to work too. First of all, Bill act like he don't wear heels around the house either. He trying to yeah, find but when, he just wears them to work. I'm over six three when I wear those ones. That's because you have six inch heels, man. That's like, what I'm you, talking about. You Thank you for spelling that, that out. You gotta you gotta calm that down, brother. You know people are gonna start getting excited. But we got a we got a real question here, and I think this this will be a good one that we can all chit chat about for a little bit. This is from our boy Kevin. Who's the rookie that you wanted but haven't ended up with at this point? So this is it's not Tutu Atwell, Kevin McPherson. It's not Tutu. But Bill, who who's the guy that you've been like, man? I you know I really like that guy. I want to get that guy on the team. Well, Bill's in 87 leagues, so he's probably got a share of everyone at this point. But Yeah, I mean, pretty much anybody that I wanted, I've gotten. Um, like, who would I have get, wanted to get more shares of? Probably sure, we'll go Chase. Probably How many Chase. shares do you have? Uh, I think one or two. Okay. So, it's just I felt I always felt like there was other upside plays over him because wide receivers are just – you know, Wonderful. kind of a dime a dozen now. So, like, I was always going with other positions, like the quarterbacks or pits um, or, you know, maybe one of the running backs. But, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, probably my guess. Because I do like Chase a lot. I just – there was other options I prefer. For sure, for sure. And, and Drew Parrell, friend of the show, our unofficial third host, he said, "Think carefully before you guys answer, because he is uh, he's in our listener league, so he's trying to he's trying to gain information here." Drew, it's all good. I got a, I got a list of guys. You can you can have them all. We're still gonna get them, and we're still gonna win. Uh, Linda, who who's someone that you wish you had more of on your teams? Tylen Wallace. I'm no God. No, I have so many fucking shares. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, this is, I'm going to cheat a little bit. So pre-draft, I was super in on Trey Lance. I still think Trey Lance 
has a, a really good shot at succeeding in this league. But um, the other day I was up and it was a 16-team league. I needed a quarterback and I had the third pick in the draft and I couldn't pull the trigger. And I don't know what stopped me. I don't know if I let my own hype get so high that like I didn't want to be disappointed by outcome. Uh, so I ended up trading back, which worked in my favor. I got a tight end. It's a two point tight end premium league. I traded back like three spots. I got Mac Jones. He was the fifth quarterback off the board. So I still got a starting quarterback, but I, I don't know if I just overhyped him in my mind or if I'm worried about, I didn't think he was as pro ready as fields and Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence are. Um, and Zach Wilson, I guess. But again, uh, in my head, I can pancake him. So I'm a little worried. Uh, I, so I don't know if that stopped me because they're saying, like, we think he's pro ready and we're going to start him right away. And that happens so often that, like, we throw players into this, like, you figure it out. And then it doesn't happen. And mm-hmm. their, their chance is so short-lived. And so I don't know if that's what made me panic or not. But I would like to get a Trey Lance share now that I've I've squandered that opportunity. That's my new goal. I like I like that answer. Uh, short logic. He's thinking about pancakes again. Um, I'm sorry, Linda. You gotta stop saying pancakes. You make you make a <laughs> short logic hungry. Um, Bill Bill actually took my original one, which is cool. Uh, Chase, I have zero shares right now, Chase. Um, but I can pivot pretty easily. Um. I thought I was going to get a lot more shares of Justin Fields. Um, and that just hasn't happened for me. Just the way drafts have gone. And, you know, I thought, you know, people, I thought people were going to fade Fields because, you know, you were hearing about, well, you know, Zach Wilson is going to go two to the Jets and he's going to start right away. And Trey Lance could be better than Justin Fields. There was a lot of talk pre-draft about, you know, just the, the epic fall of, of Justin Fields. And then he is the, you know, fourth quarterback to go in the actual NFL draft and Chicago trades up to get him. And then they're like, you know, well, Justin Fields is going to a, you know, to a team that has never utilized a quarterback correctly. I think they're like the only team in the league that's never had a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards, which is like insane to me. But, um, for all that talk, people in drafts have have definitely uh, have drafted differently than the talk was out there in uh, in the Twitter streets. So uh, he's another guy, but a guy that I thought I would get little to none of that I've actually gotten way more than I ever could have expected is Kyle Pitts. I mean, I was like, people were like, Kyle Pitts is that dude. And I'm like, he's gonna go like 102, 103 in a lot of drafts. And I've I've gotten him at 105, I've gotten him at 108. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy that like, and I'm just like, oh, okay, like I'll take I'll I'll take him. Like I liked him. I just thought I'd never really be able to get my hands on him. I so, absolutely agree with that. That was like the one guy I was like, I'm not gonna have any because he's gonna go so early. And I don't know if people just don't check the tight end like column of <laughs> like sectioning players out or what, but I, I have way more than I ever anticipated. 
and yeah. it's only like three, but that like far exceeds my expectations. Well, and that, yeah, like me too. Like so far, I think I have like two or three shares, and I was like, if I can get one share of Kyle Pitts, I'll be ecstatic just because of all the hype. And I, I think he will in two or three years build into the player that we're talking about him being now. I mean, I'm not expecting a first, like people are like, if you're taking him with the, the 102 or the 103, he needs to have 70 catches and 900 yards and nine touchdowns. And I'm like, but that's not, it's not what we're doing in dynasty. Obviously everyone loves to get a Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Let's get a dude that literally like breaks every rookie wide receiver record. All right, cool. But like, we're, we should be, and Linda nailed it on the head. We don't, but we should be planning this thing out a little bit more than just what they're going to do their rookie season. So, yeah, I think the guy will be a beast in a couple of years. But I didn't, I mean, people were talking about him and I was like, nope, not me. I'll, I'll have maybe, if I can get lucky, one share. And I think right now I have like two or three shares and I don't even have all my drafts done yet. <laughs> so I could be ending up getting more depending on what happens. But yeah, I mean, and then I'll, I'll tell you guys a funny story. I know this will make you laugh. I got a, I got a funny trade for Kyle Pitts today in, in the league I commission. So a guy sends me a trade offer and I'm like, I saw who it was and I'm like, God, this is going to be a, a doozy. Uh, how about Eric Ebron, Robert Tunyon, and Miles Gaskin for Kyle Pitts in a four in a fourteen team league? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your face says it all, Linda. I don't, I don't I'm, know if look at all that depth you're getting though. No, yes. I'm not in on Robert Tunyon, or Tunyon, or whatever the hell, however you pronounce his name. If he doesn't have, if if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, that's an issue. And I think the his TD dependency was already an issue going into this year. Like everybody's all in, and I've been pretty all out on him as a whole anyway. And Eric Ebron, you know, Pat Fryermuth coming for that uh, crown. No, I think I think Eric Ebron's got another at least year there, but it's going to be over soon. Yeah, I mean, listen, Robert Robert Tunyon, he he was amazing last year, but I I can't expect a, a tight end to get like one touchdown reception every like ten catches. Like, I mean, listen, we've been amazed in the past, but uh, that I I'll put money that that doesn't happen this year. Um, come at me if you want to make that bet. We'll do it for charity. Uh, but. So yeah. there was a uh, Kevin just put tell him you want CMC for Pitts. Literally, that got denied. That offer. You made that offer? No, but it was on Twitter that oh uh, somebody offered CMC for Pitts and it was denied. And then another one was uh, Pitts and somebody for Mahomes and it was denied. Um and. It, it wasn't anybody of like exceptional note. Yeah. Listen to me right now. I in that league, I have zero tight end depth. I got I actually I actually have Kyle Pitts running me, uh Hayden Hurst. Um I got 78-year-old Jimmy Graham. 
and though that and that's the top two of that depth chart. I think I got Dawson Knox maybe. And I, I got so much fucking Dawson Knox. And, and he's if, got bricks for hands, but I'm all in. I just want him to do well with the hair and the energy. Oh. And if somebody if somebody hit me up, if I just pick up my phone and I go, wait, I'm sorry, this person's gonna give me CMC for carpets. Hayden Hurst, you're up, baby. Let's go. I'm hitting accept. We'll do what we got to do with Hayden Hurst <laughs> and Jimmy Graham. Because, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, people are crazy. And that's that's why I'm surprised I have so many shares because Bill Bill just painted the example beautifully. Like, people are denying, like, CMC for pits. Like, okay. Like, I mean, you do you. You run your team how you want to run your team, but it wouldn't be me. Someone in a 14-team super flex, you want to give me Patty Mahomes? See you, Kyle. We talk to you later. Yeah, in a 14-team for a court. (laughs) Get fucked, Kyle Pitts. I know you're a listener. Sorry. Long-time fan. Great. He's going to give us a (laughs) two-star review now. Listen. Listen. When you have Linda on the show, you ain't getting no bad reviews. Even Kyle Pitts knows his place. He's like, that's Linda. I'm not fucking with that. That's Linda. Because you know what? All of a sudden... (sighs) Linda just puts in a call to Young Way Koo. Yo, your man Kyle Pitts is out of pocket. Young Way be over there like, Kyle, you better change that to a five-star real quick. <laughs> Linda got every kicker in the league on speed dial. Just like, she be calling Young Way like, your boy Kyle I, Pitts, out of pocket. Listen, I'm not saying that I influence kickers into the Scott Fishbowl, but I'm not – not saying it either. Yeah. Yo, first of all, I'm glad you said that because we were going to wrap this up, and that was actually going to be part of my outro to uh, to get you out. I do got the uh, the shirt from last year, the SFB 10 shirt on, but I, I'm just I'm just a a competitor this year. I'm one of thousands that will probably be accepted into the Scott Fishbowl. But Linda influenced policy this year. Kickers, you but listen, Scott. I know you listen too. Don't put me in no division with Linda. She gonna know. She gonna have about thirteen kickers on her team. I'm just gonna be sitting there. Each one of them dudes is gonna get like ten points every week, and she's just gonna slay people every week. Oh, you got Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I got Young Way Koo. I got yeah. I got McManus. Who? Do you, CMC, get out of here. Get, I just, just hope I'm in a league with a bunch of people that are like, I would never play a kicker. And I'm going to be like, okay, I'll get, I got it, then. I'll outplay your Tony Pollards and your fucking Alexander uh, you know, Madison. Yeah, whoever you feel like playing for the week, most of the tight ends. Right. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's going to be like, I, you know, I'm starting Hayden Hurst. You're going to be like, I'm starting the <laughs> way cool. Good luck. Yeah, have fun. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> you're you're going to see Hayden Hurst, three points. Young Way Koo, 17 points. <laughs> they played in the same <laughs> game. I don't understand. But uh, fantastic. So, so, yeah, Linda Linda influenced policy. Scott was like, Linda's out in these streets, just hyping up every kicker in the league. I'm going to put them in this year. Um. Yeah, Drew nailed it. Drew, eliminators are back. You know, 
we're, we're going to be running an eliminator. Uh, so if you want a piece of that, DM Bill or myself to get into our eliminator. Uh, we already got, I know some people are interested, but we always got room for more. And uh, who knows, Bill, we may have to use the Linda strategy and just have like seven kickers on the squad and just, just hey, take people, people out. If you guys need an obnoxious database that goes back to like 2014, I got you. <laughs> Linda, Linda and I are going to start in the DM. We're going to get this show. Hey, uh... Some, a line I never thought I would hear. We got we're gonna <laughs> Linda and I are gonna start a show about all the idiots on Twitter, and then I'm gonna hit her up for this database because I'm gonna need every advantage I can get when it comes to uh this kicker business. So Linda says she got a database. You know, I'm gonna be in there like, oh, what did uh what did Brandon McManus do uh three years ago? Because even though you know he grew up in my area. I don't know none of his kicking stats like that. Like Bill said, we are not friends, so uh, I do not have his. Uh, I do not have his rookie card. Um, I didn't eat lunch with his mom one time. None of that. You don't you have know. a bathing suit. Listen, I actually, I actually want to get. Uh, if you could send me that link, I'm buying he the same have one. To you, buy I'm, his bathing suit. I'm gonna buy the same one she bought. I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> what's what's good? What's good? And Linda's okay, laughing because I I seen the picture when she bought it, so I know exactly what it looks like. So I'm, yeah, I might do a podcast in it one time. Just like, oh my what? god, what is he wearing? Hey, Bill, listen, we're gonna be on the Drew. Pot-a-thon. I need a, I need a uh, sub. Bill, we're gonna be on the potathon probably like three a.m. That might be where it gets unveiled right there. I don't know Drew the intern, but I think he needs one too. But just a group project. Oh, listen, you you said that. And he raised his hand. He said, me, t- <laughs> me too. Yeah, I get so, it. So, but Linda, appreciate you coming on today. So much fun. You're influencing the Scott Fishbowl. You do a million other things, which I'm not going to name because I'm going to let you do that. But I, I appreciate you. This was a ton of fun. Uh, I think we're going to have to have you on like a bunch more times because especially during like birthday week, uh, we gonna have to have you on and just do it up. But Linda, let everybody know where they can find you, what you're up to and what you're doing. Boy, I do way too many things, but you can find me at uh, on Twitter at Lindellians. You could probably just scroll long enough and see my name pop up eventually. Uh, I'm on there pretty regularly. Um, I am going to sign off this and start working on a pinata. So nice. don't look for me tonight because it's gonna it's it's gonna be dangerous on the Twitters. But I appreciate appreciate you guys for having me on. I had a blast. I love to talk about the tweets that I see. Oftentimes, I just send them to the fantasy football confidential group chat and try to gossip in there. And they're like, you know, lol. And I'm like, fuck, come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about it. Humor so me. I appreciate you guys giving me a chance to to dive into some of this. Yeah, Linda, we're gonna be in the DMs. Anytime you send you send me a DM, I'll be I send Bill DMs all the time. Or I send Bill tweets all the time. I'm like, did you see this? Bill's like, Yeah, <laughs> I saw it. Didn't want to see it, but I saw it. Be like, I hear you, Bill. But um, yeah, check out Linda on Fantasy Football Confidential. 
check her out on the speakeasy. Um, I know I'm missing stuff because you do a hell of a yeah, lot. Of things, I, but. I'm a, uh, my rankings are on the Patreon at dynasty rewind. I do a Monday night podcast uh, called the fantasy besties with some guys I met through the Scott fishbowl last year. And we would just hang out before Monday night football and we're on zoom anyway. So now we go live on Mondays and just bullshit. And uh, I mean, there's football content, but there's silliness as well. And then uh, you might keep an eye out for some Sunday morning content come uh, come football season. Perfect. Literally, just 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 be on the internet somewhere. You're gonna find Linda. Uh, you know. And but thank you again. Thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys were lit. We had Lindsay. We had Drew. We had Short Logic. Trey was asking some questions. We appreciate all you guys when you Kevin. guys are. We got Kevin. Almost forgot about Kevin. Kevin, apologies. Um, when you guys are lit and you guys are just firing back and forth, you know, it, it makes it so much more fun. Uh, Larry, you want you want to take over the outro? Like, is this, is this, how, is this how we going? I mean, Bill? I gotta get I gotta get a word in edgewise sometime. All right, Bill. Uh, Bill, we'll let you take the outro now since you late. <laughs> Bill saying it early late, but make sure you subscribe and hit the bell on this if you want to see when we go live on YouTube. If you're listening to us on podcast form, make sure you hit subscribe on that as well. So you hit it in your feed when we get there. Bill already said late, so we're going to get out of here. Late.